Alright, welcome back to Unknown and Talented. My name is Jalon Abrams and I have a very special guest today. His name is Quentin, Quintessential Sports. He's a basketball trainer. He's trained NBA players, college players, high school players. I don't want to name drop, but I'm gonna let him do all that stuff. But Quentin, what's up? How you doing today? What's up, man? I appreciate you for letting me on today. No problem, man. No problem. I just want to start with the good stuff. You did train yeah. NBA players. Speak on that. Like yeah. I, I'm not gonna name drop. I'm gonna let you do all of that, all the name stuff. But how, how's that experience? And <laughs> and yeah, yeah. T- t- tell us all the details. Yeah. So how I went about was uh, my mentor. Um, he reached out to me a little over a year and a half ago, and um, he typically trains a lot of players in LA over the summer. So this past summer, I went up to LA and, and worked under my mentor. And I got to work with him, work with guys like uh, Jason Tatum and uh, Tyler Hero. I was in the gym with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's having an all-star year this year. Um, Semi Ojale, he went to Duke. So it's a lot of guys I got a chance to work with. And it was a it was a good experience to see how that intensity level is uh, with those high caliber athletes. So Wow, that's amazing. I didn't even know that. Jason Tatum. Yeah. So if y'all don't know Jason Tatum, Celtics, Hero, he uh Hallibert, he's on in uh Pacers. But he yeah, was a, he was a, he was an all-star this year, man. That's Yeah, this was his first year uh being all-star. This, I can I saw it coming, to be honest with you, bro, okay. because that work he put in this summer, he's like dedicated dedicated to his craft. So he would get in the gym, lock in, and he already knew what we were gonna be working on. So he would come in, lock in on his focus, and we would get straight to, you know, the ball handling. Or if it was catch and shoot, pull up dribbles, like he he was on another level. You could just tell this summer when he came um, into the season in the fall, I, I saw that killer instinct just kick right in where he left off in the summer. So I'm not surprised. Dang. Well, tell, tell us the good stuff, man. You were with NBA players. How was that experience of being just a fan? Because I know you're a basketball trainer. You got to be a fan. Yeah. How, how was that experience? You know, you walking in, you see Jason Tatum, you see Tyler Hero. Like, how did that feel just walking in and actually meeting these guys? Like, it was cool. Like, people get so starstruck sometimes when they hear these caliber athlete names. Like, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't, these, it wasn't even that, bro. It was, I walked in. I knew I was here to get a job done. And, you know, they look at me like, oh, who's this? Who's this guy? We don't really know him like we know, um, like Drew, who's my mentor. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, who is he? Like, like, what can he do? Like, where where is he coming from? So for me, I looked at it as I'm here to prove myself as a trainer. And then, you know, when they saw that I knew, like, the terminology and, you know, what uh, the day in and day outs of a, what a trainer is supposed to be doing, they started, you know, gravitating towards me and started asking me to help, you know, be a part of the drills that they were doing for their summer workout. So I'm honestly, bro, they were regular cool people. Like they just chopped it up with me. Like they had been friends with me all my life, bro. Yeah. No, that's what's up. They're cool. That's what's up. So we did actually have a conversation on the side about this opportunity. I remember you telling me that you had to get there super early. So this, this, this podcast is more about self-improvement, helping entrepreneurs, helping content creators. So speak on that. So like you are having this opportunity to work with NBA players, but they're telling you to get there early. Like that determination that made made you get up early. Cause you're also in LA as well. Yeah. I'll just give you, you know, a little background on that. So for example, we started uh, one of our trainings Monday, Monday morning. We had to be there at 7 a.m., right, to start with our first player. Um, I had just landed, right, maybe four and a half hours before. So I dropped my stuff off, checked in my hotel, and I didn't even, you know, most people would try to take a little nap, get ready, because you're about to go, you know, for a five, six, seven-hour training session day with all these different athletes. Like, I I knew my window of opportunity being in LA was short. So, you know, I had to sacrifice some sleep. So when I landed, I dropped my stuff off. I got out my notepad, start taking, taking down notes. So once I found out like, you know, who would be there, um, I went in with that mindset of like, I gotta like, you know, let myself be known um, as a trainer, as an up and coming trainer. And I, I need to show that I know this stuff and I'm, I'm legit. So my mindset going into that was, you know, this is an opportunity you can't take for granted. You don't never know if you're going to get it again. Mm, so you got to come in and set the tone right away. Like, I'm here. I'm not going to overstep my boundaries. I'm going to go within the, you know, the, you know, the boundaries that I'm given. But I'm going to make it be known. Like, if there's an opportunity, I'm going to take it. If you need me to help you run this drill, I'll do it. 
if you need me to do something as simple as like rebounding. Some people think they, you know, they're bigger than what it is to just go rebound for a player. Like I, I never took it that way, bro. I literally walked in and I dropped my stuff down, got in the gym. I saw a player just shooting by itself. I walked over, introduced myself to him, and I started rebounding for him. And then when the drills, the drills start coming, then he he saw that I didn't just walk away because it was time to you know do drills. I I stayed on the court. I had my notepad. I'm taking notes. I'm listening to what my mentor is telling me to do. All right. I'm not, like I said, I went into that mindset of like, this is an opportunity. I'm here for five to six days. Right. And I got to make the, I got to make the most of it. I like that. Yo, I like that. It's crazy. Like my next episode, I'm a killer, whatever. The next episode is about being a student of the game. Right. And I Bro, just, yes. And I just love how you just talked about, you were there. You weren't just there, like just drooling over these NBA players. Nah, you were bro. there to learn because you know yeah. that the next opportunity is going to come. And then you know that, let's say you want to have like a clinic like that. You want the NBA yeah. players to come to you because you know it, which I love, man. I just, I just love how you were able to, you know, do that in that um, period of time. Yeah. And saying? what was, what was for, for me though, it was like, even when our, when our training sessions, most of the time we started there early at seven or, you know, seven thirty time frame. We would be out by two, two o'clock ish, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe three at the latest. So most people they're like, oh, I'm out in LA, I'm gonna go hit Venice, I'm gonna go to Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Go out in the hills. Uh no. Nah, that wasn't me, bro. When 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 we were done at two thirty, three o'clock ish, when everybody left, I stayed. I pulled out my computer. I started watching watching film of those players who I knew that was there that day and were coming back to Knicks, bro. I'm like, I'm not taking this opportunity for granted bro because even though they are seeing me first time i want them to know that i'm taking it i'm taking it personal bro like i want them to know that i'm trying to be beneficial for your growth and your development mm. so like like you said bro i, I had to take that initiative yeah Yo, you dropping gems man i was ready for all this man i thought it was to be a chill episode you dropping gems i love it i love it yeah <laughs> um so so let's let's go way back let's talk about the beginning you are from yeah. durham north carolina Yes, what is sir. your what is your history on basketball? Because me, you know, me and Quentin actually went to college together. Yeah. I never knew he was a basketball player. I never knew he was into any. <laughs> so, so when he started posting training videos, I said, "What?" I didn't even know he liked basketball. So, so talk about like the beginning, bro. What was crazy is like I went through the typical experience that you know, like every high school player goes through. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go into high school. I'm gonna try out. You know, I'm gonna see how it go. Yeah. And you know, I had an experience. And Tony, I tell you, <laughs> I had experience our freshman year of high school um, that I went into it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill the workout. I'm going to kill the trial. I'm going to make the team. And it did not go that way that first time around, bro. <laughs> it did not go that way. And I remember talking to Tony and I was like, bro, like, what am I going to do? Because I've never been in a situation where I've never made a team. Yeah. So that that's really, that took my mind to like, all right, you can't just be a player. You got to be a student of the game. You got to understand the ins and outs of the game. So, like, I took a step back, right? I'm like, if I want to do something with longevity for this, I've got to figure out what my, like, my thing is when it comes to basketball. Mm -hmm. So, I've realized taking that step back that, for me, how I grow as a player is here. Like, I'm super analytical. So, like, I can watch film. And I can go watch one of my players play. And, for example, he may put his footwork. He may do his footwork incorrectly, right? On a on a, a one-dribble pull-up, he's supposed to go right, left into a shot. But I notice he doesn't do that. So when I watch that, I can show him. I'll tell him, like, hey, this is why you didn't do it, because you missed this step. And that one little step of in, incorrect footwork is going to make a difference between you setting yourself up for a good shot or a bad shot. Mm -hmm. So... When I started initially doing it as a test run, I was like, whoa, I'm I'm making an impact more of from my brain rather than me actually playing. Yeah. No. Right. So so that's what I started realizing, like, yo, I can I can get far with this because I mean I got the fundamentals, I can play, I can hoop, I hoop to this day. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I know because of my mindset, like I said earlier, I'm super analytical. I like to break things down. That's going to take me further, mm -hmm. right, than a playing career. Okay. So that's 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 really how I really got that niche 
for training. Training. And then I just kind of I kind of stuck with it when I moved when I moved from North Carolina to here in Atlanta. Yeah. So I just kind of like going, you know, step by step. I will get one one client. Then I I went from one to three, and then I kind of hit a I hit a plateau, right? I didn't get past three for a while. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. But I started realizing I had to go and expand and touch different areas. Then I went from three to 10 to 15 to 20. Now I have 55 clients across four counties. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, that's what's up. So, that's what's up. Good. So like my whole thing was like, you know, even just expanding, expanding my brand, that, that's what's going to help me um, touch more people. So to touch, to, you know, answer that question. I realized that this was going to take me further than actually playing it. So okay, now that, that's what that's what's up. Um, I just want to go back because I want to share a story about myself yeah, yeah. playing basketball. So I remember <laughs> I, I've never made a basketball team, middle school or high school, right? So uh, I remember it was high school year. I did pretty good. Like I did, um, we did like a miles, the first in a mile. You know, I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. So I was talking to some guy, I guess, it was assistant coach, and like like right after the um, tryouts, he said. Man, your coach is ready to uh, get rid of you, but you know I'm gonna stick around. You, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna have you. St- hey, got my words up. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have you stick around. So like, yeah. when we go into that note, I'm like, I'm ready. Like to the wall where you're. Um, I don't know how interview. I don't know how they are now, but used back in the day, yeah. you have a paper on the wall where you walk. Yeah, up smack to the it. wall. No, 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 no. So for like when you see you made a team or not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like roster wise, yeah, you made cut. Yeah, you made yeah, cut. Yeah. So it's in like like in a cafeteria or like in the hallway. Yeah. You walk up there and you see your name. So I knew my name was on there. They actually had actually had my name on there twice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm about to make this team, right? So then, <laughs> so then the the second time, right after that, I went to the gym. You know, doing the same thing I was doing, but it was one part where like it was like a post player and the coach was uh-huh. telling the post block him, he dunk it, dunk on him, dunk on him. And I was the guy there, right? So I tried to jump up to block him, and then I lost my footing, ended up under, undercut him, and the coach was like, oh, get out of here, man. Get I said, oh, no. Bro, I got one very similar story for that. Okay. So when I told you when I told you that first time going into ninth grade, like, yeah. oh, I got this, right? Yeah. Bro, we had, I want to say it was the first, no, it was second cuts. It was second cuts. And we went into that first cut. I'm like, oh, I got this. It's easy. Yeah. First cut went by. Second cut came by. I'm like, all right, I'm going to kill it second day. I'm like, ah, oh, I killed it. So I go into the actual tryout the second day, and I played terrible. Terrible. But I was like, bro, I'm nice. I'm, I'm nice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to make it to him. So I know next morning when I come in, which you talked about earlier, that, that second cut roster is on the wall. Yeah. So I come into school. I'm like, I ain't gonna worry about it. I'ma just, I'ma just, you know, I'ma walk right past it. Mm-hmm. I already had my bag. Look, I had my bag with me and everything. Like I got my workout clothes for the next day of tryout. <laughs> Bro, we get to the end of the school day, and then the assistant coach is standing outside the door, <laughs> and he's reading off the people's name who coming in the gym, and I realize I'm the <laughs> last one <laughs> standing out there, bro. With no name being called, dog. Now look, this will make it worse. Where I went, where I went to high school at, I lived on the other side of Durham. So it wasn't like my mom could come down the street and come pick me up, bro. It was like, hey, ma, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. You got to come from work to pick me up. So now my mama mad because she got to get off work, come pick me up because I didn't. You know what I'm saying? I just was. I was cocky, and I'm glad I did. I didn't make this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's funny, but I love the confidence. Though. I love the confidence. Like I'm not even looking at that board. Y'all yeah, marking bro, up. I, Yo, I, like, got... I got this. I got this. No, that, that's... no I don't got this. <laughs> but the, th- the thing about that's the way to live life, though. You want to be that confident, like yo, I'm not even yeah. looking at this thing. But that's that's embarrassing, man. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, but I do want to speak on how you were talking about using your mind. I love yeah. how you turn that failure and not making the team into something positive. Because now you have, oh. you know, you have a business and. Right. So talk on that that business because you know you're just going from that three, um, th- man. I'm mess. I'm messing this up. You, you're doing a great you're job. I'm messing up. I'm <laughs> messing up. So you pretty much went from three clients to now you having fifty five. What yeah. made you? I know you said you were thinking about your mind, but what was that initial thing like? Yo, I'm about to start a business, bro. Let me tell you. Okay, so I give you some backdrop history on that. So when I had that, I had three clients from. 2017 to 2019 bro 
I could not get, I, I don't know what it was. I could not get past that three client, like, you know, limit. Yeah. So when 2019 hit, I'm, I'm, I enter this new space of, of just this growth as an adult. And I'm like, man, come next year, 2020, I gotta, I gotta turn up even more. You know, everybody was talking about 2020 yeah. clear vision. So I'm like, all right, I'm on that <laughs> wave too. <laughs> so we get it, we get into 2020 and I'm like, all right, cool. I got these three. They're all in one County, but I'm going to start emailing coaches in the County nearby mm. and see if I can, you know, come to their practices and just kind of help out, right? So we, a couple months in the, it was two months. We were two months into 2020. And <laughs> I was like, all right, I got five more people who want, who want me to work with them. So I'm up to eight now. Okay. Bro, we hit March and all of a sudden everything just dropped. Pandemic happened. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Pandemic happened. Wow. And then a part of that. I would start realizing like while I'm doing my trainings, I don't have a, I don't have a clear system. Right. And what I mean by that is when I worked out with a kid, a parent would ask me, how do you want me to pay? Do you pay cash? Do you pay check? Who should I write it out to? What's your business name? I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't answer them questions. Right. I'm like, right, I guess you can just write it out to me. Right. I can you put my name on it. Yeah. And just give me a check or you can just give me cash. But I'm like, all right, Quentin, what you going to do for longevity and what are you going to do to put, to stamp your name? You just can't be doing this like free for all, just saying you a trainer. Like, no, you need to have some, some, you know, some, some business behind this. So when the pandemic happened, I'm up to those eight clients, but I'm like, well, we can't go nowhere right now because the gyms were closed. So I don't know how it was in different places, but here, here in, here in Atlanta, I mean, when we had that pandemic happen in March, it started March, the gyms really didn't open back up for until I want to say maybe June, July, but they were super strict. Mm -hmm. You had to literally go to gyms and sign up and say, I'm a, I'm a basically a member of this gym. It's me and one other, one other person. You can only bring two, like you and yourself, two people. Right. So it was like a lot of one-on-ones, maybe groups of twos. If you could just kind of finesse your way to the gym with another person. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I can't, I can't do this. I gotta, I gotta step it up somehow, some way. So take another step back. That was my mindset again. So I remember at the end of, at the end of, uh, I want to say it was April. Or I think it was April or May. One, one of the, around those two months, when TikTok started taking off, like taking off, right? Okay. okay. Everybody sitting at home, and I'm like, this would be the perfect time for me to go to an outdoor court. And just see what kids are out there. Introduce myself. All right. So I started doing that. And then this one parent pulled me to the side and I was working with their little son. He goes, so what's your business name? So then my, my brain triggered again to what the other person told me the end of 2019. And he was like, sir, I'm a, I just want to talk to you for a second. He goes, if you want longevity, you got to put some more business behind it. So again, this is another basically stranger who's and told me this again and i'm like all right that day when i left i came back home bro and i just started getting on the computer doing research all right so i was like all right i need to get all the everything in place i need to get an llc in place when i get that llc in place i need to make sure i have my ein number right i i need to make sure i have uh my logo prepared i need to make sure um, I have a business plan of what I'm going to do when we come out of this pandemic. So when we get out of this pandemic or we start opening up the doors for, you know, um, more opportunities for me to get in the gym, I need to be ready to go. I need to hit the ground running. So I sat in the house during the pandemic like everybody else did, but I was mapping out a plan. I was like, all right, when I come out, I got my, my LLC done. My logo's done. Um, I have that EIN, um, EIN number. Um, I got that completed. I have, uh, I took my LLC information to the bank. I went open a, a bank account with my LLC on it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I put all the parameters and everything I need in place. So like the man and the other lady told me before, like, is your business ready? Is it prepared? So when I came out of it, I was ready to go. I hit the ground running. We come out of the pandemic. I know the kids were starting school back, starting school in August. So what I did was I made a list. 
I did uh, the four surrounding counties. And I, I went to every high school. I looked up every high school's head coach, assistant coach, and athletic director. And I, I made a list of what their emails were. And when I made that list, I just started shooting it away. Like, all right, my name is Quentin Foster. I'm a basketball trainer, skills trainer. Um, I'm looking to come in and work with your teams. Um, I would like to start off by doing a free session. That's how I got my way in the door. Okay. Just tell them I want to okay. do a one, just do a one-off, right? Do a little free session. It's like, hey, I just want to see if I can do a free session, come in, and uh, just do something that can help your team. You know, some people bit right away because you, they heard the word free, right? And then some of them were just like, oh, we have people in place, which I understood. But um, I knew I was going to circle back again the next year and then the following year. Because every year, high schools, they always switch up who they bring in um, to do skills training. So I knew if they didn't bite the first time, I'm about to flood the I'm about to flood footage across social media of me doing my trainings. So if they see my video, now they can relate that video to my name. And then now those two go hand in hand. Wow, you, said, you said a lot there, man. I'm trying, trying to process everything, but I, I loved everything. <laughs> I just loved how you go from a disappointment to like you yeah. change to something else. So for example, you started off with not making the team. Now yeah. you said, okay, I might not be physically good enough, but I am mentally. And you started your yeah. training business. Now you yeah. have three clients. You ended up getting eight. You know, you did something yeah. different to get the eight clients. Now COVID hit. All right. So instead of just being negative and just stopping, you change it up again. You, uh, you ended yeah. up, um, having your business name, your LLC. I just love that. I just love how you were just determined no matter what to figure out how to get this done. Um, yeah. So quick, quick question. So just talking yeah. more about the LLC and that the business bank account. I know you're not pretty much, uh, um, what is it called? So my- <laughs> you, you, you're not a financial advisor, so this is yeah. not financial advice, but just what was the importance of you getting that? I know you said you wanted um, for your business, but like LLC, why did you choose that? Because I know a lot of times people could just be sold, uh, gosh, man, solar. What is that? What is sold it? Sol- yeah, sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. Yeah, yeah, sole proprietor. Yeah. So why, yeah. what made you select LLC? And then, and then, how easy is the process? Is it a hard process? How, how does that even work? Uh, for me, I chose the LLC process because for me, that was for me to have ownership in something that I felt that um, I could sustain. Okay. Right. Um, and that process isn't long, bro. Like you go in, um, you basically go in with, uh, the mindset of like, what your business is, you know, what you want to do. You have to create a name, right? Mm-hmm. You create a name and then you put it through, but you put it through the, the search engine that they, that they have and see if that name is available. If that name is available. Then you, you have the rights to that name. You pay, you pay for the rights of, for that name. Right. And and then you go through it's a little couple more steps to basically finalize the process. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. Like last night, I had paid some stuff for the LLC. Every year, you have to pay your annual fees. Okay. Um, to keep up with, um, having access to the name, which is called your Georgia Georgia Annual Report. Um, but yeah, it's it's like some stuff, bro. That that really don't take that long. But I look at it as like it was basically a step for me getting that LLC was to show uh, I can get that ownership and that LLC, that limited liability uh, corporation. It just shows that I'm covered in the in the entity in the entity of having a business. And And for me, with the business I have, it made more sense to go that route. And then as far as me doing my trainings, I know that I'm working with it could be anywhere from as low as. And I don't mean low skill wise. It could be a middle school level player to up to I have pro- professional level players. Mm-hmm. So I end up buying an insurance policy to put that up under my LLC. Wow. So like now those two go hand in hand together. Nah, that's 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 a deep thing. I I didn't think about that because I'm like into like um, working out. So sometimes people ask about training. Yeah. I didn't think about that because you have the business, but then if somebody gets hurt and you training them. Yo, you got to make sure you cover. That's smart. That's smart. Exactly. And then people people think, you know, oh, you got an insurance policy. You must cost a lot of money. It's honestly, bro, it's not expensive mm-hmm. at all. And then when you think about it, would you rather take that risk of someone getting hurt and you have to pay for it, especially, in, you know, in the field that I'm in, if I go 
let's just say, for example, go train one of these professional players and they get hurt under my watch. I, I don't want to get sued. You're done. Right. You're done. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to do that. Even with my even with my my younger kids, like with, with summer coming around, um, I'm doing three different summer camps in three different schools, right? So I'm I'm basically um creating waiver forms for those kids to let those parents know that um, you know, this is a summer camp, they're gonna get some basketball skill training. However, this is also a business mm-hmm. and um, there's an insurance policy in place. But if something were to happen, I am not responsible for that, that occurring. Oh, so, again, that's why that was another thing that happened in that process of me sitting down during the pandemic, mapping out everything. Yeah. So, no, I, I love that. So now we're going to get into training. What kind of trainer are yeah. you? Because I've I've seen the videos. But I don't know how you in that gym. Are you the tough coach cursing at the players, throwing the balls and all that stuff? <laughs> what kind of tra- what kind nah, of trainer bro, are you? Like I, I'm. <laughs> no, nah, it's funny. I, I I know what you're talking about. I see those videos all the time. It's um, for me, I'm not a tough trainer. I'm not really a tough trainer. Now, I will say this: I am dedicated to my craft. So, if uh, and the way I become. I'm already naturally internally dedicated because I love I love the game of basketball. This is what I have always loved. I will continue to love. This is just a part of who I am. Now, the way I do my trainings, I do evaluations. So I go watch the kids first or go watch the pro level players or college players. I go watch them first. And then we have a life conversation afterwards. I'm like, so what's your goal? What do you plan to do with this? Like, where do you see yourself you know, in a couple months or a year, like I don't really go into depth about their prefer like personal life, but I want to know like what is your goal with this? And then based off their responses, I'm like, you know, it's go time. Like, tell me what do you want to improve on? And then I'm going to tell you what I saw and what you need to make as an adjustment to be more efficient. I'm all about efficiency. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to be, you know, a high caliber player, like I tell all the boys, girls, you know, professional college, high school players that I work with, I tell them, like, you want to be efficient? You want to be effective? It, it's not about how great you are as a player. It's about how much work are you going to put in to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to put that work in, then you need to let me know, like, how can I help you? And then we're going to build a plan. And now that's why I have such a good rapport with my players because – they they know I'm here for them. I'm going to come watch them. We're going to do an evaluation. We'll do the evaluation. And if I see that you you know are missing a uh, a certain skill, I'm going to add that to your to your skill set. Mm-hmm. No, and I like that, and I just like how you actually go to the game and actually watch. Because a regular trainer yes. come to the gym, what you want to work on, let's work on it, leave. But you actually care. And are you also? Because I know, like, oh, actually, you actually are a coach, right? A head coach. So yeah. you're a head coach for yeah. a girl's team. How How was that? Yeah, yeah. Instead of my other question, how was that? How, how'd you get into actually coaching? Because you said you were a trainer. How'd you end up becoming a coach? So for, for me, the, the coaching thing came about, I, I always say training. I always wonder what do the coaches do uh, after kids have received training? Because a lot of the kids could get training with the, with that one-on-one trainer, right? And then they'll go to their team practice and don't do anything that involves what they just did with that training. So for me, I looked at it as like, you know, um, it makes more sense for me to be a coach because my trainer mindset is going to transfer easy going into coaching because I already know it needs to happen skill wise. So now I just need to assess all the different skills that these players have and then mesh them together. Like, for example, with my team, with my girls' teams, like I know my point guard, right? She can she can come down court, she can set up everybody, she can get the offense flowing. All right. My 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 two guard and my three, like my two guard, she's a drive. She drives to the basket. She's a lefty. She's strong. She can finish with contact. So when we when we do when we do uh practice, I know those are the things we're gonna work on with her, right? And then my three she's defensive minded she'll pick you up the whole full court right i know with her and if she can play 
full court defense, she's going to make steals, which is going to help us in transition, which is going to help my point guard get back to setting up the offense. You know what I mean? Like they all connect together. They're like chain links. So for me, it just, it just makes sense for me to jump into coaching because as a trainer, I want to see in a, another way of how I can affect the game. Okay. I, have a, I have a kind of funny question. So my yeah. sister played basketball um, and she played a lot of different teams, AAU high school. So some of the times the coaches weren't really the best. And, you know, my dad is, is you know, he, he's going to yell. He's going to yell at the coach and stuff. Um, but but this is not yeah. my dad's situation. So it was a situation where one of the players weren't playing and the parent is yelling. Uh, yeah. Her name was Bria. I, she they, they ain't listen to this. Her name, her name is Bria. And the mom is like, what's up, Bria? <laughs> so so the, um, the girl's name is Bria. And then uh, her mom is yelling in the stands, Bria, Bria, you ready to go? You ready to go? <laughs> So have you had any have yeah. you had any crazy experiences with parents? Bro, you know what's crazy? I have wow. not. Okay, okay. But let me I'm gonna tell you why. Because I have seen that growing up. I know what that is. I've been in experiences, not me per se, but I've been on teams where there was literally back home in Durham, there was there was a game we had and one of the kids' parents was upset the kid wasn't playing. And the mom walked over to the bench, pulled the boy by his jersey. He, we're on the same team. <laughs> I ain't going to say my boy's name, but she pulled him by the jersey, and they walked out of the gym. Dang. So me seeing that stuff while I was younger, bro, it already, already knew. Like, it's embedded in my mind. How am I going to prevent stuff like that from happening? So this is what I do. Prior to the season starting, I do... Uh, after after I've selected my roster of kids that I'm going to pick, I do a, a parent-only meeting. Mm -hmm. And I sit down with all the parents in the gym, and I, I let them all know, right, this is our team. We're family. However, I'm the one running the show. Okay. <laughs> so I'm running the show. You can be here and be supportive of your child, which I 100% encourage with all of my players. Every player I've ever had can tell you that, right? But they, and I tell them, understand your understand your space. And what I mean by that is I should never hear you coaching your kid from the bleachers because the moment that I hear that, you might as well take that kid and go home. And I let them know that from the jump. I'm like, I... I understand the game. I know how to be efficient and effective. I know how to win games. I know how to make adjustments. Let me do my job. And all of them have been okay with it. I've never had a problem like that, bro. Uh, never. Uh, no. And then what's great, what's crazy is my, like you brought up my girls team earlier. So this year, my girls team for the seventh and eighth grade, no, I'm sorry, not, not, uh, not this year. So this year, my eighth graders, they went undefeated. Hey. I I'm, I mean, we beat everybody by 30, 40 points. Mm. Easy. Okay. Right? And then the year before, my seventh and eighth graders, they both teams, uh, one, my seventh graders who were eighth graders, they went 12 and one. And my eighth graders, no, I'm sorry, my eighth graders went 12 and one. And my seventh graders went 13 and 0. Right? So, you got to think about it. I'm coaching two teams. That's a 25 and one season if you put those records together. So I'm showing that I'm winning, yeah. right? So I, I look at it as like, you know, be, fashion, be efficient, efficient and effective as possible. And you don't have to worry about those parents. No, no, I love it. I love it. And you are a girls coach. So how did you feel about the um, LSU in Iowa getting 9.9 .9 million views? How did you feel about that? Bro, that was that was dope. I'm very big on uh, women's basketball because I think that is a uh, an area where people do not pay attention to basketball when it comes to women's basketball. And they are some of the most fundamentally sound and effective basketball players, bro. Like Angel Reese, to me, dog, she is – she's going to be the one. <laughs> I'm telling you. She's already nice in college, bro. 
when she takes that next step, which, you know, is going to happen because naturally she's gifted and talented. When she takes that next step, it's yeah. over. Like, she's already got the natural skill set. She she has guard skills, and she's not a guard, per se, in the LSU system, but she can play the one through five. And then the way basketball is going, it's becoming positionless. So she can really she can really play any position. So I love seeing that, you know, that high viewer count when it came to the attendance for the game because it just shows that now more people are watching. And I hope that helps the game grow even more. Like which in, in return, it should help the attendance with the WNBA season coming up, right? So it should it should be uh, more attendance than even at girls' high school games, middle school games, in the AAU circuit for girls, right? And I, I, I just want to see, like, you know, they get their fair share of uh, just do just like the other NCAA boys do. Yeah. No, no, it's it's amazing because like my like I said, my sister played basketball, so I was following all that stuff. I don't know if you know like Diamond and Shields. They got uh, Asia yep. Wilson. Um, I don't know if I don't no. know what she's doing now, but I remember Asia Durr, Kelsey Mitchell. Like I was following these girls when they were younger, and I'm just like like watching the AU <laughs> circuit. I remember seeing Diamond and Shields for the first time. It was in Florida, and then she went up for a layup. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, she about to dunk, like, cause she's like six three and yeah. she's a guard. I've never seen that in my life. Like, I remember the minute seeing that, I told my sister, yo, we gotta, we gotta change stuff around, cause these girls are serious out yeah, here. Bro. And I think a lot of times people are stuck in that small box. They don't see the entire world. Um, yeah, they don't see the bigger picture. Uh -huh. And I'm like, it's not a, it's and it's not. What I love about it, it's not about money for them. It's not. It's about them playing for the love of the game, and you can you can watch them play and tell that they love the hoop, and that's what I'm about, bro. It ain't about the money. It ain't never been about the money for me. It's about about the game, right? How much do you love the game? Are you gonna Are you gonna play the game how it's supposed to be played? Cool. Be effective. Be efficient. Be a good teammate. You know, put a show on, and that's what they do, especially LSU, bro. They they got something good with that program. Yeah, they're going to be fire. Um, yeah, they're going to be fire because she, well, she's a sophomore, and I think uh, the other girl's a freshman. Yeah, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. Oh, Flaje. Yeah, Flaje. from she's from Georgia. I saw really? her play. Dang. One of, matter of fact, one of her uh, – so she graduated Sprayberry High, High School last year. Um, a kid that I trained, Malik, Malik went to Sprayberry last year too. They're in the same class. So – I I tr I literally trained Malik one day, and then the next day, um, I went to come watch him play, and it was their senior night, bro. And I I kept hearing her name, I kept hearing her name, but I never had a chance to come watch her play. And this was their senior night, uh, final game at home, bro. She was like so shifty. She getting to her spots. I'm like, all right, she she got it. And then she just caught fire i think it was like third or fourth quarter she just started pulling from like 30 feet and it's net bottom i'm like yo she the real deal so i started doing my research i'm like yeah she up next that's what's up man. now they're they gonna do their thing um so quick quick question then so you are right now in georgia you're from durham yeah i know, I know yes, atlanta sir. that's where you're at or close to okay yeah. so atlanta i'm in okay atlanta, so yeah. atlanta is full of entrepreneurs basically you're, you're, yes, going, you're going to Atlanta during the day. Everybody's outside because nobody's at work because they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> how, how was that experience being in Atlanta and being around so many different entrepreneurs? Does it influence, inspire you at all? Bro, what's crazy is I look at that, like you said, everybody's outside. I look at that as like a plus and a minus because for me, it's like, yeah, it's dope, right? Seeing everybody, you know, um, being positive in some aspects of their life, right? Um, be productive citizens and run high quality businesses, which is great. Um, but it's also like it's a little oversaturated too, right? It's some people. It's some people here who are in that same entrepreneur mindset, but they don't necessarily have the the mindset as you do. So. It's like, man, it's an oversaturated area in some aspects, but what do you have to do to stick out? So that's how I look at it. I'm like, it's a whole bunch of entrepreneurs here. Everybody, now I wouldn't say everybody, but it's a good number of people who are entrepreneurs. But I'm like, 
what am I going to do to stick out? I have to do something different than what everybody else is doing. True, true. So that's what motive. That's what motivates me the most. Right. I get up every morning. I'm like, all right, cool. I see uh, the path that I want to get on or continue to be on. Right. But in order for me to be on that path, sustain what I have and eat and grow, I have to separate myself from what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. So I have a question. Another question then. So, yeah. I'm, I play basketball. I'm nice out here, right? Yeah. Why should I yeah. hit up quintessential sports? So for me, I've always told people, yes, you you may be highly talented, highly skilled, but when you ask yourself, what is your goal? If your goal is to reach the next level, which is you either going from middle school to high school or from high school to college or from college to the pros, you need a step, a step in you know, a step to get to that next step. Right. So why not get with somebody who can help you get with that next plateau of skill that you're trying to reach? Uh, but why sh- That's how I'll oh, continue. I was about to say, why should I go to you over to anybody else? Joe Blow just hit me up. Yo, he's, he's killing it over there. Why should I, why should I come to you instead of Joe Blow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people you can always, you know, just like restaurants, you can try different restaurants, but you gonna stick to what you yeah. like. Right. So, yeah, go ahead and try. You can go ahead and try, you know, Johnny from down the street or, you know, Trayvon over there. Right. Like you got to you got to try it out. But I'm telling you, when you're ready to, you know, take your stuff to the next level and you've and you've done the fundamentals and you've mastered those with those trainers, you're ready to enhance your skills. You need to come to me. And the difference between me and a lot of other trainers, I just don't tell you what to do. You watch my videos. I show you what yeah. to do. Not too many trainers these days are in the process of showing you what to do. Mm-hmm. Like they'll tell you, they'll they'll say, "Yeah, put your foot here. Yeah, put put your foot there. No, make push this pass there. No, when you do a cross jab, you need to make sure you extend your leg out." Like, no, I will I will tell you those things. But the difference is, I'm going to show you, and I'm going to do it over and over and over again until I see that you've mastered that skill. Okay, I like that. Um, so explain more about your um your content creation. You said you got videos. Explain that process of you're a basketball player. Now you're a basketball trainer, but now yeah. you also have to be a content creator. How how was that? Ex- how how yeah, was that bro. experience? Yeah, man, it was a it was a it was a process to be honest with you. Because <laughs> for me, I was very much like, oh, I'll just do it traditional way, right? I'll just take my phone and record a kid doing the the drill or whatever. So I would just take my phone out. Hey, yeah, do this punch drag, punch drag, side step, shoot it. I would record it, right? And then post it. But I'm like, again, I got back into my brain. I was like, that's the same stuff that everybody else is doing. So I did that. And and I will I'm honest, bro. I did that for the first couple of months of me posting on Instagram. And then I started realizing, like, all right, I need to do skill breakdowns. So I need to do skill breakdowns. I need to get a mic. I need to get a tripod. I need to get, you know, um, hire somebody or get one of these kids to record me doing this drill while I'm walking through what they're supposed to be doing. So that that can enhance my uh, basically my my basically my content creation. So I realized like it was going to be steps. And every time I did something to enhance my content, I always thought that there was always more. Right. So then I would go from getting the mic, getting somebody to record. I was like, all right, so now I need to do the history of not not sure what the history. I need to do my homework on how to be efficient and effective with uh when I post. So I did my hit I did my research. I'm like, all right, so there's a posting schedule. This is the best time to post your reels, right? So I start realizing when posting my reels, I need to post, for example, I need to post on Tuesday at nine AM because that is the most engagement time on Tuesday because that's when people are on their way to work or they're either at their desk getting ready to start their day. So I start realizing there's a lot of different factors that come into play when uh, posting content. So I start taking, like I said, taking those steps, step by step by step till I realize this is where I'm at. This is where I need to be. 
let's keep reaching those steps by adding more uh, tools to that toolbox. That's what's up. And audience, I, I'm on quitting. Like, why don't I write? So I'm like, yo, where the video at? Where the video at? <laughs> Dog, yes. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Bro, if you can see it, I have, I literally have a whiteboard over here. It has my posting schedule on there. What times to post. Um, I even have ideas on my whiteboard about like what uh, drills and stuff I'm about to do next. I got 12 things on this board of what I'm about to do next. And I'm just, now I'm just mapping it out. Like, all right, when I get with this and see, that's the thing. When I do my videos, I do it with the intent of doing that drill or skill with a certain caliber of player. Cause I know that they can use that move. Right. So that's why I, I, I take it into my process of posting. I don't want to just jump out there and make a video. Right. And then it, it looks, it looks wrong on a little eight year old kid. You know what I mean? Like, I need to teach this move to a high school kid or teach this move to my my overseas player who's coming back in, in April. I need to work yeah. with him on this move because that move is more efficient in the European game than it would be with my little eight-year-old over gotcha. here. So I'm very like methodical with it too. Um, dang, where's that going to go? Where's that going to go? Hold on. Oh, so what's your favorite uh, uh, age group to um, train? You know, it's crazy. One of my friends, one of my other training friends, he asked me that the other day. Um, and my answer to him was, I don't have a favorite. Because I mean, and I'm gonna tell you why, bro. I treat my middle school kids just like I treat my professional players. They get the same uh level of intensity. They get the same level of effort, right? I don't treat anybody any differently. It's just like the the old saying is, you know, you treat the the CEO like you treat the janitor, right? Like I don't I don't have a favorite age group. I work with basketball players, right? So whether you are a beginner level player, I know you're going to need some more time, right? You're going to need some fundamental fundal, fundamentally sound skill activities. So that's what we're going to cater on and focus on. So my process of scaling and making a, a plan for you is going to be very simple and similar to how I do with my pro players. I'll go my pro players and I see that you do this well. All right, I'm going to make a plan for you. So I plan, I plan accordingly, bro. I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite, uh, basically age group to work with or basketball player to work with. Okay, um, so I trained my my sister when she was younger, right? So I just I just remember, yeah. let's say we're in the drive, we worked on a move. She did it. In a, she did it in yeah. a game. I'm like, we worked on that. We worked on that. <laughs> did uh -huh. you get a lot of those experiences of uh, training somebody that actually seeing them actually do that in a game? Bro, yes. One of my players, he um, he's a freshman on the varsity mm, team. Nice, nice. Okay, and he is a hard, dedicated worker, bro. Like that kid, he will text me. He can be in class. And I'm like, bro, don't text me. You supposed to be doing your work. He will text me in class like, can we train? And that's all he says. He, he don't say, hey, how you doing? He's like, can we train? And I'll like hit him back later. And I'm like, yo, yeah, we can train. But when that kid gets in that gym, dog, he is a workaholic. And then he'll... He'll he'll go play on his school team, and you know, the coaching isn't always consistent. Let's just say that, right? But the stuff we work on, I always embedded in his mind. Like, yo, I'm putting you in these situations because when you get on that court, they're gonna need you for this skill set, mm -hmm. right? The way that these other teams are playing defense on y'all, you need to make sure you're ready to shoot, right? So he went a while with you know. I'm trying to figure out that whole high school system. And then every time we train, I, I would put little nuggets on him, right? Do this, do this, do this. Work on your footwork here. Work on going to the rim. Take contact. All right, if, if they not let you drive to the hole, you need to be ready to spot up and shoot, yeah. right? They're going to penetrate and kick it out to you in the corner. You got to be ready. So he had a game. He had a game, Uh, I think it was back in February or whenever it was. And... It was really bad, really bad, really bad, right? So he hit me again. He was like, Coach, can we train? So you got to think about that too, bro. Like, 
sometimes some kids get so discouraged, like, man, I'm terrible right now. I did not play good. And he, he got in his mind because because of that bad game, his coach put him down on JV. Wow. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. So he so he hit me right away, like, can we train? Can we train? So we started training. And then next day, like we trained on a Sunday. He went back to school on Monday, got to practice, killed practice. They had a game on Wednesday. Kill practice Tuesday. He found out he got bumped back up. Right? And he in the starting hey, lineup. What kind of team? Hold on, I'm sorry. What team, right? kind of team is that? How you going to drop somebody out of JV and then move them back up in the starting that's, lineup? That's that's how these coach, some of these coaches are, bro. They they think, they play mind games with these kids like, all right, you ain't doing your job on varsity? All right, you not ready for this? And you a freshman? What? You can go back. You can go down a level. But he was trying to crush that boy, and I told him, like, no, nah, I got you, dog. Don't worry about it, right? I love it. I said, you got this. Don't worry about it. Keep your head up. I tell him that all the time. If he get down, yeah. keep your head up. Boom. Come to practice, kill Monday. Kill practice Tuesday. Game on Wednesday. He hit me like, yo, can you come to the game? And that's all he said. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't be able to make this game because I got to go work with somebody else. Crazy story. I get done training that kid. Another kid, right? I get done training this kid. And um, his mom called me. And and I didn't pick up because it was like 1045. I'm like, yo, she never calls me this way. So I ended up calling her back. And she goes, did you hear about what happened? I was like, what happened? What happened? I'm worried. now. I'm like, oh, shit, something did happen to him. She goes, your boy went off. And I was like, what you mean? She said, oh, he hit seven threes. Hey, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, he had seven threes. She goes, he was like shooting in the ocean tonight. That's crazy. And I said, well, I said, what were they like corner threes? She was like, it was everywhere. She said all the stuff that y'all work on, it translated Dang. to the court. Like right away. She said all the stuff that y'all do, it's, 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 it's happening right now. It happened today. Wow. So he hits, he hit seven threes. And this was in a, this was in a regional conference game too. That's big. So he he hit those seven threes. I I want to say he finished like twenty eight points, something like that. Twenty seven points. I mean, but seven threes right there. That's yeah, twenty one right yeah. there. Yeah. You see what I mean? And then you know he got his confidence back. Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, coach that had him in the starting lineup on varsity. He finished the rest of the season out starting. And I just told him like, yo, the work that we do is going to translate, like. That's why we work. We put this work in for a reason. Like, I, I may not have been there, but whether I'm here or not, that don't stop who you are as a player. No. And I said, the results showed, bro. Like, this is why I'm always on you about, like, when we in here and you see, I see your dedication and you see how dedicated I am to your craft. If I'm, if I'm invested like this, you're invested into me, I'm going to make sure you get what you want out of this. I love that. I love that. So I have a little, it's it's on topic, but it's kind of off topic. You're a great trainer. Yeah. You're a great coach. You definitely are inspiring these kids. So I'm thinking about movies. I'm thinking about Pride. Remember the Titans? Yeah. Coach Carter. Yeah. Which one of mm -hmm. those are your favorite movie? My favorite basketball movie? Uh, well, no, well, not basketball movie, like coaching movie. Because like I remember Pride, there was a coach. Um, remember, remember the yeah. Titans. They were the football coach, and then uh, Coach Carter yep. is a basketball coach. It's like what? What movie is like? The, they had a coach that was like the the um, jeez, like a like a like a leader. Yes, yes. The the, the coach was the coach. Yeah, so because yeah. Pride was um Terrence Howard, and I think Bernie Mac because that was swimming. Yep. And then um, remember the Titans was Denzel Washington, Coach Carter, Samuel L. Jackson. Do you have one as your yeah. favorite, or do you like one of those? You know what's my favorite coaching movie, and it's also my favorite basketball movie, bro? You know what it is? No. It's this movie called Through the Wire. Never heard of that. Sorry. No. I messed <laughs> this up. It's called Through the... I messed it up, bro. It's called Through the okay, Fire. Okay. It, it came on ESPN like a 2005, 2006, I want to say something like that. So... There's this basketball player named Sebastian mm. Telfair. He was real. Bastion, that was my that was my point guard idol, bro. Like I looked up to everything he did. 
So I'm watching the movie when I was a kid. I'm like, yo, he got a dope relationship with his coach. And I'm like, yo, his coach is telling him like, yo, I'm going to give you the green light. But in order for you to take the, the green light, you got to show me how bad you want it. Lead your team. And then that that relationship, coach-player relationship, really was something that I was like, yo, I've never seen that before. Wow. And ever since then, I was like, man, if you can be that effective from the coaching standpoint, I got to try it. <laughs> I got to try it. So that was always my that was always my favorite basketball and coaching movie too. Sorry, babe, I can't right. <laughs> no, you good, you yes. good, you good. Oh. I'm trying to think what other what other coaching coaching movies that I've really seen. Remember the Titans just amazing, bro. Like you can't you really can't go wrong with that movie at all as a coaching movie because it was so empowering of um the coach himself basically showing you no matter what's happening, I'm here for you guys. Right. And we're gonna be a family. So I really, I really enjoyed that movie too, because he like he took what was happening during that time to tell these kids, like, yo, we're here for one common cause, right? We're gonna be a family, we're gonna be, you know, a team, and we're gonna go out here and win some games. All right, yeah. I don't know. Everything is messing up over here right now. Um, yeah, but you did tell me before we aired that you had some good news about a trip to LA coming up. Can you share that with us? Yeah. Yeah. So it's looking like that trip that I had last summer is uh, potentially going to happen again, Let's too. Go. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm um, currently right now. Uh, I, I'm i in the process. A lot of high schools are going through their. They pretty much wrapped up their seasons already last month, month and a half ago. So they're about to start spring training for their basketball team. So I have a. Uh, at four high schools right now that I'm going to be doing their girls uh, spring trainings. And then um, also I have three overseas players that I work with. So during the summer, I'll be working with them, getting them ready for their upcoming season next year. Uh, hopefully uh, I have opportunity to work and do some pre-draft workouts with a company. So that's, okay. that's in the okay. works too. Okay. So, I got some, I got some stuff in the pipeline. I'm just, I don't want to speak on it yet, but there's some nah, stuff that's coming. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't share everything. Um, so, but pretty much, pretty much yeah. at the end of this podcast, um, the same question you ask your uh, players: Where do you see yourself? Where do you see yeah. yourself? Where do you think you're going? And what are your goals? And yeah, pretty much, where do you see yourself going? Yeah, for for me, bro, my my thing is for longevity. I'm trying to figure out not trying to figure out whether I'm, I'm going to go on the path that's going to take me to be effective in these kids life, whether it's basketball or just personal. And for me, I realized through basketball, I'm teaching these kids life skills, hard work, dedication, right? You may not be the, you may be the cream of the crop player now, but what, what's going to happen when you, uh, when you, when your playing career is over, right? You get you need some you need some foundation in your life. And what I've noticed too is even though I am making an impact with these kids on the court, they they're actually learning stuff like that, those foundations, and it's I can see it growing in them. And I and I've really become like a mentor to a lot of these kids that I'm with. Yeah. Almost father figures and some of the boys that I'm with as well. So but you know, for long term purposes, brother, my goal is a. Uh, I have a warehouse that I'm looking at getting okay. so so um I want my own building. Uh I want to be able to continue to touch people um in Georgia, across Georgia. And if, you know, God has it in in the plan for me, I want to continue to touch people across the the US, across the world. I love it, man. Next thing you know, they're going to have a movie out called Coach Foster. <laughs> You're going to be the star. Dope, <laughs> <laughs> dope. I'll take it. I'll take it. But uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Do you have any last words you want to say to the audience? Oh, man, I just, you know, appreciate you for having me. You know, everybody can follow me on Instagram at Quintessential Sports. Um, also, Quintessential Sports.com as well on the website. Um, 
thank you so much again bro i appreciate you no problem thanks again for having quinn is on if y'all looking interested in training he travels because he's going all the way to la so he travels hit him up i'm gonna put all his all his information there but thanks for watching thanks for listening my name is jalon abrams and this is unknown and talented